G'day, everyone, and welcome to Grit and Grind right here on the Insight NBA show. It's me, Matty G, referring to myself in the third person. God forbid filling in for the super coach Matrix today. We're going to get down to it in Grit and Grind and find out how we can grind out a W in this short six-day week. It's a bit of a shit show, the schedule, but it's coming to an end soon with the tawny, the end of that, in our sights. How can we make the most out of this week? Well, we'll look at that right up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yeah, you are. This is an Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we are talking fantasy NBA. And look, wouldn't it be our fantasy to win uh, to win ourselves billions of dollars or to have grounded out and win ourselves or buy ourselves an NBA franchise like one Mark Cuban did? But I guess we can lead it off with this one for a bit of a news update. Yeah, Mark Cuban's just earned a lot of money, $3.5 billion for his share in the Dallas Mavericks going to the Adelson family today. And the Mavs delivered him a win in the group stage of play today for the tournament. Uh, What does this mean? Well, not a lot. I think Mark Cuban has been one of the most divided figures. The Mavericks franchise, just if you look, if you do a bit of a research and a deep dive on the Mavs, they've had a lot of issues internally with misogynistic people or sexism or some racism claims in recent history. Mark Cuban's always been out of this kind of talk. And I'm not saying that anything stems from the top in these organizations because it's not just the owners in this one. This is like general managers and upper executives and, and, and the, just the chicanery that's gone on in the Dallas Mavericks has gone on for a long time. So a new family comes in, new owners come in. And I think this means people are even saying today, this is Mark Cuban's way of signaling that he may one day be running for the president of the United States of America. If anything else, it doesn't impact fantasy, but what does impact fantasy is the Dallas Mavericks getting a win today. So let's do a bit of a review and a bit of a rewind for today. Now, the Mavs aren't out of it yet. We'll finish them off as one of the games they did. They did get the win as we're talking about the Mavericks, 121 over the surging Houston Rockets, 115. The Rockets gave them a red-hot go in that third quarter, but the Mavs nipped it in the bud and put it down absolutely in the fourth. Shen Goon just continues to dominate. And Luca again, for all of you who had doubts about Luca at the beginning of the season with the niggling injury in there, I was like, I'm, not, I'm just going to avoid him. I just don't know what to make of Luca here and there. Like, this is what you get from Luka Doncic. Like, this is what you get from Luke. Like, let's be honest. At the end of the day, this is him playing 29 shot, sorry, 29 shot attempts. Now, we've still got Kyrie on the books, and he's gone eight for 22 today. But you look at that near triple-double, eight from nine from the line for Luka, just stats that you want to have on your team. Rashawn Holmes in the backup center position today, uh, backing up Derek Lively. Look, the one from one field goal. He just gets three rebounds, and... The guy's just not good at basketball anymore. And it breaks my heart because he was an early upside target at the beginning of the season. Like, oh, could he could he do something? Then now that he's away from Sacramento? Well, the answer is no. There, there's better looks there to pick up there. The, the curious thing to have a look at is that Team Hardaway has cooled off, but Derek Jones Jr. continues to be serviceable. And in weeks like this where Derek Jones Jr. is getting a run, 
he is putting up some nice little stats that you might want to look at for some streaming options there, especially in 12-team leagues as a streamer. But he could be added in definitely a 16-team league or in 14-team formats. Tara Eason had a decent game today with the two blocks, nice and tasty, off four for seven shooting, three from five from the line you don't like, 11 points and eight rebounds. But look, Shen Goon was just absolutely dominant again. Like The man was incredibly dominant. 10 from 19 from the floor, 11 from 14 from the stripe. Look, none none of the two threes went in, but the nine rebounds were like the six assists were nice. The block shot for him is nice again. 31 points for Alpi, absolutely massive. Fred Van Vliet, though, on a night like this when they're in a tight battle to only take nine shots, he took the the least shots in the game. Now, look, the assist, I'm a Fred Van Vliet truther and owner. Is he going for the assist title? Is he trying to give Halley a run for his money? I don't know. The assists are brilliant, but he's taking nine shots and seven of them were threes and only one went in. So this is what we need to see from him to be better value at the end of the day is a couple more of those going in, three threes from him, two more. Now that's five from nine. But get to the cup. He's an excellent free throw shooter. Three from three today. He adds you in the extras. The peripheral stats from FVV are always nice. The block and the steal. But this is what we want to see from him. If he was averaging 17 with 12, a block and a steal on these four rebounds, you'd be laughing. But again, a, a very empty game from Dylan Brooks across the board. And Jabari Smith Jr. continues to be playing very nicely indeed across there in that one. Uh, Looking at the first game of the day, the Bulls got smacked by the Boston Celtics. Again, Kobe White looking good. And I said it on the pod yesterday with Mally. I think there is a buy-low window for Vooch. I said there was a buy-low window on Vooch, and I said it's only going to take one owner for him to have three dud games in a row where he doesn't do what you drafted him for. Now, look at his stat line today. Four from 11, zero from two from three. Eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Now, the two steals in the block are quite nice, but the eight points in the eight rebounds, it's not good from Vooch. It's it's not. Now, he's getting on. They've just paid him all this money. We don't know. Like I've, I've said it enough. The Chicago Bulls suck. End of the day, they suck. They're not going anywhere, but they've paid him. And they're probably going to move to Rosen. Zach Levine is all the is all the talk of the town. Kobe White is continuing to surge. Love this from Kobe. Seven of 12, three from five from D, perfect from the line. The three assists, no peripherals because it's Kobe White. He'll give you some some night. He won't give you some some other nights. And they're not exactly motivated to play when they're getting spanked around by the Celtics. In a closer game, you could probably imagine it. Uh, Tatum continues to be amazing. Horford doing a great job from the Celts, filling in for Pazingas. If he's on your wire, you definitely pick him up. They only had two games this week and two games next week, the Celts. So you don't really got to worry about that one. Uh, but then they are through to the next round. This was a good game from Jalen Brown. So we've had a bit of talk about buy low windows. And I have mentioned Jalen Brown. I know some of the other lads in inside have as well. This is the game where that window just, just shuts in your face. Because anytime, like we're so enamored with like, great performances in fantasy sport where we see something on the page and we went, oh yeah, shit, I want that. God, I want a 30-point game. Oh yeah, I don't like when they get 22 or 23. Yeah, they're scoring for you. But when you see 30 points on a scoreboard, your little your little, your little meerkat fantasy manager perks up and goes, oh, 30 points. That's nice. The block's nice. Six assists are nice. Eight rebounds are nice. But the three from five from the free throw line, not that great. The efficiency for there was over 500 today. Not bad. And three threes. Nice from Jalen Brown. But this is where that window shuts until the next time. 
But this is one where the window gets gets creaked open more by guys like Vooch. Also think, again, if there's a potential buy low window there for DeMar DeRozan, even though he was probably the most top performing. Uh, top performing bull, I guess you could say, overall of the day, but you know, it is what it is. We're also talking about buy low windows. Our next game of the day is the Nets getting up over the Raptors. People have been a perpetual buy low machine on OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam lately. Look, when Pascal gets a double-double like this, it's not really a buy low window. The six from 18 is atrocious from the field, like zero from four from three. Like, like that's people aren't going to be enamored by that. But when they're putting up double-doubles, you're going to be holding that because the counting stats are high. People are going to look at the counting stats. They're going to want to keep the counting stats. So it's not really a buy low on Pascal Siakam. But OG, again, showed why. The 10 points, the two assists, the three rebounds, no peripherals, four from 12 shooting, 300 from like 330 from the floor, two from six from three. It's still there. He will be better than this. If the trade comes and he goes, he'll contribute on a contender or wherever he goes. What we do like to see, and I had this conversation with Mally last night on the pickup, he was thinking it was a buy low, which we know for guys like Jakob Pertl. He's thinking like Jakob Pertl, he's gonna, he's a buy low guy. Like you can, and I'm like, I don't see him being a buy low guy necessarily, because if he's playing 25 to 30 minutes a night, which is what he has done consistently this season, this is this is the this is the Jakob Pertl experience. Three from five from the field, so over 500, great for him. It's what he does. Considering he's been averaging over 800, it's probably down for him. But the nine rebounds, the four assists are nice. The steal and the two block shots from him are nice. If that points was up, if he took, if he takes one more shot, he's all of a sudden at eight and nine, and he's almost getting a double double. But what you get from him is a little bit of playmaking. Hello, San Antonio Spurs days of him with the four assists, the one steal, and the two blocks. You love that one. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. continues to be a sizzling stream option. Uh, not made that many threes in the bag or his usual steal bundles, which he hasn't been doing much this season. But he's there over for the. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, though, they got the W on this one. Uh, and they did it on the power of Mikhail Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie having great games and Nick Claxton blocking four shots. He has just continued to look impressive since his return from injury. Cam Johnson, look, you can glean out some nuggets out of these guys. You can get Royce O'Neal. You can get Ronnie. 18 points, two blocks, two steals, four assists, and seven rebounds for a little while longer until they're back at full strength. So Royce O'Neal continues to be a streaming option especially with his current lineup. He's getting the 31 minutes tonight. Dorian Finney-Smith didn't have it going. Dorian sat. He was two from 10. He's trash. You can dump him off your team and pull up any hot free agent you want instead of roll your season dice on DFS. Like this is this is a guy you can get out of there. Dinwiddie, these are the games you keep him for, especially with Simmons out. This is what he's going to do. It's an almost triple-double. If you're in a league that counts triple-doubles, you might have just been flirting with it today with a, almost team high matching Mikhail Bridges 38 minutes tonight for Spencer Dinwiddie. But the nine rebounds, the eight assists, the four steals, like just if you're, if you're playing against that and you lose this week, you'll just be like cursing the name. Spencer! Because that's the kind of game that he put on for you today. Next up, looking down at box scores. Uh, yeah, the Cavs, look, Donovan Mitchell's stud. Like when he is healthy and playing at this volume, the Cavs beating. Like, I'm not going to say, the handily passing the answers back to the uh, Atlanta Hawks and saying, here you go. Now, bright spots for the Hawks in the loss would be, again, guys like Sadiq Bay in his 32 minutes, the three assists, the two steals, the four rebounds. He is a must roster. I've said he's a must roster 12-teamer while Jalen Johnson's out. 
Like he's some guy who should be on your roster somewhere in a 12 team league, 14 teams, like absolutely hundred percent. Like again, Sadiq Bay, 14 team league, just do your search. B Bay, not with an A, with an E, do your search in a 14 teamer. Just make sure he is not available in your league. If so, leave a chat in the, leave a comment down below because he is my bet. And talking about bets, I want to, I'll bring you to something about that in a second, but let me tell you now, Sadiq Bay is an absolute string because this is the DeAndre Hunter got hot game. And he does this and he might be shithouse the next game. Now we don't know what DeAndre Hunter is going to give us, but we know Sadiq Bay is going to be consistent for us right throughout. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich again, continues to be Mr. Consistency for these guys. 18 points, six rebounds, one assist, two steals. Loving that four from 10 from deep. Look, not a great game from Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. Now, I say that with the 10 assists and 13 like points for that, but look, the, like, the shooting for these guys is down. I did say there's possibly a buy low window with, with DeJounte Murray. Yeah, this is it. This is him, five from 14, three from seven. He's had a little bit of a stretch right now where he hasn't been that effective. He's He's been okay, but he will be... I, I don't see him being like almost putting up triple doubles, huge numbers, DeJounte Murray like he did a, like a few games ago for a stretch all season long. But I do see him going between the norm of now and the DeJounte Murray of earlier this season where he was scoring more, he was being more efficient from the field, the assists were up. I see it being a hybrid of those versions. So if you can get value back for someone who some guy is chasing or DeJounte Murray, just creak that window and maybe put some feelers out in your league for him. As I said, Don Mitchell is absolutely brilliant. I love Don Mitchell. What I don't like is the three from 11 from the three, from the three though. I, I don't like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disparage a guy for only hitting three threes from the 11 shots. Sure, another five would be great and just insanely effective from back there. But 14 in of 25 shots, that's over 500 from the field, 40 points, nine from nine from the line. 11 rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. That is like, it's like the fish you talk about that one time. Like, you know, when you went fishing and that one got away, that was like, like that was the stat line of Donovan Mitchell tonight, which you absolutely love to see from the Don. Uh, I had a guy in one of my leagues hit me up on the most bum-ass trade just before I did recorded this pod, he tried to send me Cole Anthony for Darius Garland. Now, I know people have said there is a buy low on Darius Garland. That shut a little while ago. He's been performing better. Now, the turnovers for him, yep, they were down to two today. That's what we were worried about, the high turnover rate from Darius Garland. The eight assists, we love. The two steals, we love. The three from four from the line, that's five. 750, not a problem. Two from five from three, great. But the efficiency, seven from 15 from the field, we like that for him. It's coming back. So if people are going to still think that they can get Garland on a buy low from you, just do what I did in chat and reply lol because that's what I did. I was like, lol, not going to do it. Even champ them. Even throw out a cheeky little champ like lol, not for me, champ, because that's what you could probably get away with where someone's going to take your piss poor effort for Darius Garland because he has been on the way back up. And the Cavaliers looked great today. Jared Allen, effective game. Mobley, 19 rebounds. Where's the sound? Look, I should play the soundbite. I'm going to play the soundbite in order of McDell. This is the big horse. Eight from 11 from the field, 19 rebounds, seven blocked shots for Evan Mobley. Like, that is huge. In fact, there's a guy who's been really high on him 
all season long. And that's uh, Mitch Casey. Shout out to Mitch Casey from the uh, Ball Boys Fantasy. He has been – he was high on him from the beginning of the season. I'm actually going to DM him right now. Where's Mitch? Here we go. Here's one for the things. Mitch Casey, there we go. Mitch, love Mobley today. Love Mobley today. You were spot on. You uh, love Mobley today. You were spot on. You were spot on. Here we go. That's for Mitch. Because that is huge, and he was high on him to the beginning of the season, and this is what he's been doing. That guy was absolutely elite today. Max Struess, love to see this from Maxi. The seven assists, the two steals, the two blocks. He is fitted into this organization perfectly, and this is the starting five that you want to see operating with this level of effectiveness. Like This is what you want to see from Cleveland. Now, I was expecting great things for them in the East this season, and when they lost to the Knicks, I was like, oh, shit, here we go again, like the playoffs last year. I'm a big fan of the Cavs. I love this iteration of them, and I love that starting five. On paper, I think it's one of my favorite starting fives in the NBA. To be fair, I, look, I think it's one of my favorite starting fives in the league, and it's good to see them get a win up over the Hawks today. But again, Okongwu, I do want to draw this one. Okongwu had 22 minutes today. Capella had 22 minutes today. It was a minute split between these two guys, which I like. Now, it's, I'm, I'm waiting to see when the penny drops and land or if they just roll full out because Okongwu had more minutes than Capella the other day. But the four from eight, the one from one from three, the four from five from the line, the nine rebounds, the two assists, 13 points from Okongwu, I like it a lot. Capella, six from 10, nine rebounds as well, the two steals and the two blocks. Like he's getting you the defensive stats there. I am just curious how long this lasts. And if you drafted Okongwu under the assumption that they were going to trade Clint Capella at some point of the season, like I didn't. I think I took him in a couple of leagues, hoping that that was going to be the case. He's still giving you value back. Do you look at a two-for-one? Do you try and trade up and package a Kongwu? I think you can, because he is tantalizing. Like He is an absolutely tantalizing talent. And I think you could mix someone with him and get back a really good player your team, but you're going to have to be prepared for it and and have a waiver wire target just right in your sights that you could tack to. That's one there. Uh, The Bucks today getting a win over the Miami Heat. Uh, The Heat, this this was surprisingly close for a team without Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to lie. Like when I saw that Jimmy Butler wasn't playing, I thought they were going to get absolutely steamrolled. It wasn't the case. Without Tyler Hero, I thought they were going to get absolutely steamrolled. But they gave it right back to them. In fact, they were leading at one point in this game after a massive second quarter. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. Like They dropped 40 points in the second quarter against the Bucs, who, again, are not your defensive team as they were. Like To bring Damian Lillard into your team, no disrespect, Bucs fans. Like, you compromise on defense. Let's just, let's call it how it is. Like, when you bring Dame into your team, you're compromising on defense immediately. And I don't care how many times he wants to say, but I'm a good defender. I do this. Well, no, it, it doesn't show. Like, it, it doesn't show that you're a great defender. And it doesn't show. But the 32 points does show well. Perfect from the line shows well. Four from nine from deep. That shows well. 500 from the floor. That shows well. That That's elite Damian Lillard kind of numbers right there. The nine assists are great. No peripherals to back it up, though. Uh, Middleton. The minutes were, again, capped around 23, but more effective from him. The eight rebounds is nice. The two steals. Now, people are picking him up and putting him down, picking him up and putting him down. Look, if you pick him up, he's going to be one of the guys, I think, this year in your league that you look at and you hold for a long time. And you're like, oh, oh, do I 
do I do it? Do I do I let him go? Like when is he when is this minutes restriction going to go off? Is it? Well, when it does, this is the kind of thing that he's capable in this starting five unit. Malik Beasley, great stream target from the day, especially with the four from eight. He's been a great, reliable sourcing stream of three-pointers for the last while, and he's seeming to click now after having a bit of a slow start to the season. Uh, Brooke Lopez today, one block, big down. If you are an opponent of Brock Lopez this week, yeah, that's great because the other stat stuffing sheets and shit for me the last few games has been fantastic for him. Good to see him just cool off slightly, especially he's up against you like I think I am in one league this week. Uh, across the way over at the Miami Heat, look, Josh Richardson, I did say at the beginning of the season, he is an absolute stream target anytime that the main guys are out and he can get in there. He proved it today, seven from 13, three from seven from deep, the seven assists, the three rebounds. This is what he does. He's always a streaming target when they are injury ravaged and they're just not rolling out their guys there. And this was it. Uh, Hasquez, our boy, Junior, four rebounds, six assists from him, one steal, one block, and 14 points. Bam, doing bam things. Just putting in that hard work today, 31 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, two blocks. But look, at the end of the day, it was all for naught. The Bucks get the win and progress and seal that bad boy on up. Next game was the Knicks and the Hornets. The Knicks, a big win over the Hornets. Now, the Hornets are in a bit of state of trouble, obviously, with LaMelo being out now for a little while. And we're looking around to see what we can glean from this one. And Brandon Miller. He was the guy that stepped up today, four from eight from deep. So we liked that from him to assist the steal. 18 points from Brandon. This was a good game for him. Miles, uh, Miles Bridges continues to play well. Gordon Haywood, not so much. He's, he's being dumped back on the waiver wires. Off the bench, PJ Washington did okay. Mark Williams continues to do big things and double doubles left, right, and bloody center. No blocks today from him, but it's only a matter of time before we get Nick Smith Jr. rolling back into some more minutes, I feel. I don't know if this was matchup dependent because they rolled Mitch Robinson out there for 33 minutes today. Um, and obviously... Mark Williams, he was out there for 25. So they rolled a bigger lineup coming out of New York. Hartenstein saw 14 minutes. So they did roll their bigs out there. And I know Nick Smith is going out there right now. And Nick Smith has been coming back in from injury. Uh, but I just would like to see some more minutes for him because, yeah, that was only five minutes after that few days off. And look, maybe he's just being eased back into action and that's okay. But yeah, I would like to see some more out of that one there. RJ Barrett continuing just to give you some points and things around from uh, from uh, the Knickerbockers. Again, who continues to be on the improve? And I think the buy low kind of window on Julius Randle is shut somewhat because this was a much, much juicier game from him. 20 rebounds, five assists, two steals and 25 points, plus 27 for the big fella, seven from eight for the line. 20 rebounds is massive for Julius, especially when you've got guys banging down for boards like Mitch Robinson in this team. That is absolutely huge. And then to think about the big bodies on the other team as well, guys have been getting like huge rebound counts like, like Miles Bridges didn't even have a chance against him today. Like he ate those boards alive. So this was a massive game for Julius Randle. No, make a mistake. This is if you were an owner of him, you're just sitting back right now going like, yep, good. Because a couple of weeks ago, you probably were thinking about trading him. So this return was some of that faith in Julius Randle, some of that draft day equity that you had in him and what his potential is as, for, for all intents and purposes, the number one guy in New York apart from Jalen Brunson. Like this was kind of Randle's team there and he has a good season, like this all-star level season and then a bad one and a good one and then a bad one. And it was a bad one again. This could be the shaping things up. Now, look, it is the Charlotte Hornets. They are pretty dreadful. But just keep our eye on that one. And if he has another couple of crappy games against some good teams, 
maybe that's when you can reposition yourself for a bit of a buy low on Julius Randle, but you're not going to get such a thing on a night like this. I think it's also just very important to notice that scary Terry season, they were thinking about it, was not a vibe today. Five assists, 11 points, five from 16, no, no zero from three from deep. He did not look good at all. They were throwing everything out there at the end of the game. This was a blowout and not much you can glean from that by way of the Charlotte Hornets. Just not very good right now. Next one is the Thunder and the Timberwolves. Look, this was a this was a tough loss. Like this was a tough loss for the Thunder. I'm not going to lie. The Timberwolves have been one of the best teams in the NBA, driven by team play. Can you can you just go back to your draft boards? Just join with me now in a bit of time travel until the the later days of October, where Rudy Gobert just tumbled down the charts and he's like, oh, he's washed. He's not good. We all know it didn't work last year. He's a bit shit. Oh, him and Cat aren't going to work. It's Ant's team now. Ant's Ant was flirting with first round on the season. Blah blah blah. And you look at Rudy Gobert today, 16 rebounds, four blocks, a steal, 17 points, six from 10 from the field, and, and five and bloody six from the free throw line. There's a huge Rudy Gobert numbers. Like, good on him. Cat, this is weird. This is weird. Can you just, just after you, after you listen to this pod, or even while you listen to this pod in the background, just bring up, actually, don't bring up the NBA app because the bloody NBA app will just default your sound straight away. Don't do that one. But just look at the box score and look at, and look at Carl Anthony Towns only taking eight shots in 32 minutes of a basketball game and the Minnesota Timberwolves winning. Like, it just seems like unconscionable to think these things these days, but it really truly has become Anthony Edwards' team. And it was, again, great today. Look, these guys are playing some of their best team basketball, and they are just a sleeper contender in the Western Conference. Like, they've got big bodies left, right, and center. Mike Conley is the red herring in this team. Like, he's the one who could just, if it, if it falls over for Conley, I don't know where they have a respectable point guard to help run the team. Because three from 14 from him is a good three from 10 from deep, not great. The eight assists are nice, nine points, whatever it is. But a very balanced, balanced effort today for the Minnesota Timberwolves because they're playing great. Like, this is a team that's the, the Jalen the Williams by low is now. It still is. He hasn't, he's been under, like he's got his goose hip injury and everything. Yeah, I know. Do you want him? Do you want a J-Dub on your team? You probably do. I love J-Dub. I love J-Dub. I might send a trade out or two for him. It's not even by low right now. He's been down for a little bit and the Thunder have been going okay. They're 11 and six for the season. This was not a good Dort game. This was not a great Giddy game. This was not a great anyone but Shea game for these guys. I mean, look, I think the big body just really smacked around Chet a little bit. 16 points, eight rebounds, six assists, a steal and a block is nice for him. I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say, so far, with all the games that we've seen, Chet's had a better season than Victor Wembanyama, 100%. Like, I'm not going to say he's a better player. I'm not going to say he's got a better long-term projection to be the face of the NBA in the years to come, or that, oh, Wemby, shit, he's having a slow start. But just Chet, night in and night out, I'm loving what I see from him. I would just like it to be a lot better than six from 20. I'd just love that. I would absolutely love that. But alas, I don't get that. And that's what we get tonight. The Thunder going down to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I'm also just bummed because I was about to make an ad on my screen uh, and do one of my live ads, but I didn't get that one. I touched on the Mavericks and the Rockets in the last game. Is the Kings getting a one-point win 
What a game this was. The Andrew Wiggins bounce back game. A huge Andrew Wiggins bounce back game today. We go 11 from 18, 5 from 6 from the line, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 29 points. Absolutely massive for Wiggins. Like That's a huge Wiggins game on the back end of this one. Uh, Chris Paul, really empty game for him in his five minutes today. Look, it was not a great game from these blokes all the way around. The Seth Curry thing, Steph Curry, Seth, (laughs) had the Mavs in my head. Steph Curry, 29 points, 9 from 9 from the line, 4 of 12 from deep, trying to get them back in this game, get the win, couldn't get it done. Clay Thompson, though, this was a great Clay Thompson game. I'm not going to say he's back after a game because he's not, but this was the kind of thing we wanted to get from Clay Thompson. 20 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and 2 block shots, 3 from 9 from deep, 5 from 6 from the line. This is absolutely this is a great game for him. Uh, Draymond, not much there. But the big thing that I want to take away from this one is Aaron Fox just continues to cook and have a bounce back season. Kevin Herter is one of the best streaming options you can get out there in leagues because he has been bounced in and out of waiver wise, left, right, and center. And I absolutely love that. Four from seven from the field, 21 points from him uh, today. Good job off him. Uh, Trey Lyles, Getting those minutes now that he's eased back in, 24 minutes, filling in for Sabonis nicely and in that power forward spot as well. Running beside there, six from nine for the free throw line. Yeah, he can shoot better than that from the line. Six rebounds is nice and the block shot. But the big one today, Malik Monk just cooking off the bench again. We love the three rebounds to the one, 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 the assist, the steal, and the block shot with 21 points for Malik Monk for the Sacramento Kings. That all that do us for the wrap up of this one for that one. But let's get down to it. Let's get down to our game preview and how we can target some guys for our Wednesday to Saturday run. Now, look, this was the second biggest, like, there's like, this has been the second day of the week in the EMEA. So this was the the Wednesday, like the Tuesday games. We had eight tomorrow. We're leading into seven games for Wednesday, nine games for Thursday, six for Friday, and 12 for Saturday of this week. So when we're talking about these ones, we want to look at how we can tactically stream in some players to make the most of this one. And today is your chance. If you're at Wednesday, this is the day you want to hit up with seven games. Now, your Thursday is going to be a much more difficult chance, but just have a look to see if you have any position eligibility, and that's where you want to target to get the most out of these two. Because there are some guys you can look out for your Wednesday and Thursday runs. So you've got your Pistons, your Clippers, your Lakers, and your Jazz. So we're talking guys like Jaden Ivey and Alec Burks down over in Detroit way. We're looking Clippers-wise, Norm Powell is is the guy who's getting a bulk of the minutes off the bench right now and actually putting in meaningful work for them. Like if, if you're looking for anything else, I don't know what you can glean from the Clippers sometimes. Like they haven't been that great with this whole Harden tr- after the Harden trade. It's it's not something that we really want to write home about. But if you've got to look at the minutes, like Daniel Tice is getting some backup minutes there. PJ Tucker is a bit of a zero. It's Norm Powell, who's the only one right now off the bench the other game who did anything. His last game, two from eight from the field, he'll be better than that. Perfect from the line. One from five for three. They need him to hit those. He will. He gets you some rebounds. He gets you some assists. He gets you some steals. But Norm Powell really is only the clipper. Injury updates out of there. If Cam... Uh, if Cam Reddish is back from the Lakers, we're going to look somewhere like Cam. Max Christie has been getting the nod and the start. Max Christie continues to start. There is some value there. And Christian Wood, regrettably, becomes an option as well. In the Jazz, Keontae George is still available in 47% of leagues. Kelly Olynyk is also available in leagues. Now, the, the comeback trail of Walker Kessler 
is 100% here and in full effect. So if that continues and he continues to bump in the right direction for you, that, that's exactly what you want to look at. Um, if, if it is the case and they start Yurt Servin, stick with Yurt Servin, but Kelly getting some minutes off there, Colin Sexton uh, and Taylor Horton Tucker, a THT can have a better game. Those are the guys you want to target in for your Wednesday and Thursday. Like we can look at the games and who to stream up there, but right now you want to talk about value because this is where you want to get them in. You want to get them in early in the week because come Saturday, there's 12 games and you don't want to do that because you're probably going to have an absolutely full roster and you're going to want to work to absolute capacity at that time. So let's say you want to stream in for a guy for tomorrow. Cool. Those are you guys for your Wednesday and your Thursday. What about Thursday, Friday back-to-backs? Well, there are some. And in your Thursday, Friday back-to-backs this week, you've got the Knicks and the Spurs. So guys like Trey Jones, he becomes an option. For the Knicks, Quentin Grimes becomes an option. Isaiah Hartenstein becomes an option if you're chasing field goal percentage and some block shots. You've got to tactically space the rest of your week out to maximize those little bunches at the end of the week. That's where you're going to really glean in and get that and grind out that value. Like if you want those guys, those are your waiver wire targets. Those are the guys you want to bring in. And if you want to bring in some more cash into your bank account, make sure you check out our sponsor, Bonus Bank. Now, Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. They are the most profitable side hustle in Australia, and you can get involved if you're overseas as well. Now, Bonus Bank is free to join and make your first 75 bucks. And if you want a premium subscription, it's only going to cost you less than $2 a day. It's like, it's like $1.90. And you get 25% off if you use promo code INSIGHT if you start up your account. So check out Bonus Bank. Get involved with them. It's like risk-free, low risk. Like you use what like betting platforms put out there, like get your money back if you do this. Well, what are the best options to use? Find out from them. There's heaps of tutorial videos. You can upgrade to the premium subscription for less than $2 a day. That's super cheap. And on average, guys who really work the system well with Bonus Bank are earning up to 2500 in the first two months if they follow the tutorial. So use promo code INSIGHT to get your premium Bonus Bank account today. I'm getting out the awards of the big guns for the day. I've given you the waiver wire streams and the pickups to get you some grit and some grind to get over your line at the end of the week. You're not going to want to stream in anyone for any more back-to-backs. You want to use up your eligibility now because there are no back-to-backs as well on Saturday and Sunday this week because there is no games on Sunday and there is no games on Sunday and Monday for back-to-back players. So you want to really take advantage of that again. So to cap it off, if you want to maximize your back-to-back sets, you're going to do the Wednesday, Thursday. You're going to look for your Pistons. You're going to look for your Hazers, your Burks. Yeah, you're going to do that, your Jaden Ivies. The Clippers, you want to get in there with Norman Powell. The Lakers, if Cam Reddish is going to be back in, grab in Cam Reddish. If not, we're definitely looking for Christian Wood and Max Christie, who's been starting and getting serviceable minutes for them right now. And if there's minutes, there's opportunity. And we're looking for that, especially if you need some points and some threes and some assists. And for the Jazz, looking at your servant, if he's still starting, if they're bringing back Walker Kessler or Kelly Olinick in there as well, or Taylor Horton Tucker. That about does it for me. I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. This has been Grit and Grind on Insight NBA. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'll see you soon, kids.